welcome to Teo Learns. I'm your host, Teo Tamashiro Harris, and I'm sitting here in Ada, Oklahoma with my uncle, Matt Venor, who is a recruiting expert with experience in the IT, engineering, manufacturing, and professional services. Good day, Teo. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being here. I'm glad to have you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So, what are we learning about today? Well, Thank you again for giving me this opportunity to speak with you. Um, today we're going to talk about how to prepare for interviews, mm. to make it easier, um, how to relax going into the interview, and how to change your perspective on an interview um, to increase the chances that you'll get the job, and then also increase the chances that if offered the job, it's a job you'd want to take. So right. how to ask better questions and um, really seek to understand the opportunity. That sounds great. And so this is for any any job seeker in any field? Yep. I've worked in a various of industries um, in recruiting and um, helped people from the hourly customer service level up until CIO, CEO level, and um, it's pretty much the same advice. So, yeah, cool. Can help anybody. Yeah, yeah. So, what what's first? How do you get started? Well, first of all, and some of this may be pretty intuitive, but um, it's pretty basic. You got you got to prepare for the interview. Mm. Make sure you know who you're talking with. Um, like with LinkedIn, it's never been easier to you know find some common ground on who the person interviewing you is, mm -hmm. uh, where they and went to. And how college. would you find out who that person is? Well, if um, if you're going through a recruiting firm, ask them to, to the name of the manager that you're um, going to be interviewing with. Um, if you're going through an HR department, try and get that information that way, or I'm more a corporate recruiter. Okay. Yep. And so then you'd look them up on LinkedIn, try and find some, what kind of details would you like to know about them before? Um, I'd like to know how long they've been at the company for, um, if they've advanced their career um, at the company, um, where they went to college, um, maybe other industries they've worked in. Um, and usually it would help me try to find common ground, build mm. bridges. Um, and it would help tailor the questions I would ask. And what, like, what would you do once you find some common ground? Can you give me like an example? Sure. Um, I'm a big believer, um, and this is being in sales as well. It's recruiting. Is you want to establish a rapport and find as mm -hmm. much common ground as possible because as much as interviews are factual and you want to try to find the best fit, um, humans are emotional, and a lot of times if it's a tie, they're gonna pick the person they like more, the person they okay. feel more comfortable with. So common ground could be, like I said, um, oh, we both went to the same university. We both grew up in the same state. Um, we both um, have a similar hobby. We both, um, it could be anything. You just try to try to find it, okay. build it. And so do you bring that up to your interviewer towards the beginning? Um, that's a great, uh, great question. Um, a lot of it you have to mirror and match if you're dealing mm -hmm. with somebody that um, is trying to build that bridge in the beginning. You definitely want to take the opportunity then because in my experience, um, some people will only work with you if they like you first. And then if they like you, then they'll start to try to learn about you. And if they're that type of person, you have to start with that. Um, other people, they have to respect you first. And in the beginning, you're going to have to prove to themselves with what you've done that's valuable. Mm -hmm. And then after that, then you can open up and start talking about that. So you have to really kind of read the person you're talking to. Um, and if, they see, if they're more of a feeling personality, I would probably start up front with that. If they're more thinkers or rational, I would probably wait till the end. Okay. Yeah. 
So good. So then, so you find common ground with your interviewer, mm-hmm. and then the actual interview. What what's the best practices for that? Sure, sure. So first off, you want to make everything as easy as possible for the person interviewing you. So I would always bring extra copies of my resume. Um, mm-hmm. I would make sure my resume is very easy to read and very intuitive. Um, I would make sure that anything that the interviewer is doing to find information on me is very accessible so that my LinkedIn profile is up to date, um, things of that nature. My, my website was up to date, my portfolio was up to date, etc. Okay, so you walk into your interview, yep. you have all of your extra stuff that's easy for your interviewer to know more about you, Yep. and where do you go from there? Okay, so now you're, now you're sitting down, hopefully you've talked to somebody going into the interview of, you know, what, what, is the, what does the ideal candidate look like? Um, what, what skill sets do they have? What background do, do they need to have? So that you can tailor your experience into that. Um, in a perfect world, someone gives you that information. Um, but if not, you need to do that information for your interviewer. So if you were interviewing me, Teo, um, and I didn't feel like it was going that well, I would try to frame it. Can you tell me exactly what you're looking for? Mm. Can you tell me exactly what pain you're trying to solve by hiring somebody? you tell me the reason for this position being opening and then based on how you tell me that answer i need to start framing myself as the solution if i can be the solution sometimes by asking that question you can take yourself out of the interview because Mm. you say you know based on what you're telling me what you actually need is xyz and i'm not that so we should probably part ways and that's okay like if, if you if a successful interview can be many things a successful interview can be uncovering what the need is of the hiring manager and saying that you're the right person for that or it can be saying okay what you want i'm not so this would take a year or two of my career in the wrong direction if i took this job so sometimes dodging a bullet is a successful interview yeah it sounds like you know you don't want to get trapped into something that doesn't work for you doesn't work for the company it just sounds bad overall yes so I, I would say being um as authentic as possible while also positioning yourself um, to what the person that's hiring you for is asking for is the goal. Um, you don't want to necessarily be so, um, you know, positioning that you're, you're making yourself to go somewhere that wouldn't make sense mm. for you. Um, so don't lie, basically. Don't lie. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, some other things I would always recommend are in, in a world where there's social media, um, reach out to employees that are working there now. Mm. See if there's turnover at the companies go on to sites like Glassdoor, um, stuff like that of that nature that helps. During your interview, then you get to the dreaded questions phase. I think a lot of people, you know, feel very anxious about that. Sure. Um, So I'll share something from behind the curtain. The people asking you the questions are nervous too. Mm. Um, Sometimes they've interviewed four or five people and um, they have pressure to get the jobs filled. Um, So always remember that so that that takes a lot of pressure off um and then know too that um when they're asking you questions um they're just it's never an attack i think sometimes when we hear questions um we get nervous or we feel like they're trying to get you or gotcha um in my experience interviewing and working with my team that interviews for big projects um we're simply just trying to be as as quick and streamlined as, as possible okay yeah um but as far as answering questions, to make sure that um, that you are um, going to get the job, um, 
some of it is intuitive. You should think of what some of the questions are in advance. So for instance, being able to describe, you know, when someone says, tell me about yourself, um, mm. that shouldn't be a tough question. You know, if someone says, tell me about how you got started in your career, you should have that practiced. If someone mm -hmm. tells you, you know, what are the three most things you're proud of in your career? That should, that should roll off your tongue. So some of the questions that you're going to get asked in an interview, you truly can't prepare for, but in an, in an effort to control what you can, um, those are questions you're always going to get asked. Um, areas of how you can grow and improve um, are questions you're always going to get asked. So being as prepared for that as you can can help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have. Um, so usually there's a question that's about something like an area of growth for yourself or something maybe a bit negative about yourself, your weaknesses is yeah. like a standard question. So how, how do, can people answer that in a way that's honest, but not like making yourself look terrible, sure. I guess. Um, I would answer, I would ask it or answer it in this capacity. Um, I would say, I hope every job I take, um, that I get better as a result, that I make the company better, but ultimately that I come out of it better. And hopefully this is a long-term relationship where we work together for a quite amount of time. But even if it's not, um, I want to go into this and make this better than I found it. And I hope I come out of it better. So with that being said, some areas that I hope to improve on are this. Mm. So I, I would, I would position a weakness as an area of growth. Um, and hoping that the leader that you'd be reporting to has expertise in helping people get better in that area. Okay. That, that, kind of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And if you mm. position yourself as someone that's always evolving and growing, um, you're typically going to get hired more. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what about when you, when they ask if you have any questions for them, what, what type of questions should you ask? Sure. Uh, so the first question or the first statement is always have questions. Um, it's always a big red flag when people don't have questions. And even if it's not your, um, intended consequence people always think when you say I don't have questions that they're not interested they're mm -hmm. checked out or that you know they're just not really engaged so the questions that I would always want to know are um, you know what are some things as far as um, you know perks or rewards that you give to your employees that how they answer that question tells a lot um, if they don't have perks or if they don't have little incentives um, that could tell you it's a little bit more of an old-school environment mm -hmm. um, at the same time, um, if they do, that could be a place you'd want to work. Um, another thing I'd want to ask is, um, you know, can you give me an example of people that you've promoted on your team? Mm -hmm. If they don't have anyone, then that is a telling sign. Um, another question I would ask is, um, can you give me an example of the thing that's causing your team the most pain right now? And mm -hmm. what's your plan to solve it? Okay. There's some questions I, I like to ask. Um, I, I don't necessarily have systematic questions. I like to try to ask broad questions and see how they answer them. And then usually that leads me into more questions based on how the conversation goes. Right. Okay. Um, I have a question. So in sure. interviews, do you usually do like your kind of negotiations like salary or that type of stuff? Or is that something that's to be done at a different time or place? That's a great question. Um, sometimes if you're going through a recruiting firm, that's done all with your personal recruiter and you're presented with your salary information in mind. So it doesn't even necessarily need to get brought up. Um, if you're interviewing just directly for a job um, at a time, you'll have to bring it up with someone, whether it's 
um, an HR manager, whether it's a recruiter or the ultimate person you'll be working for. Um, in my experience, it's best to wait for them to come up for that conversation to come up, but never be shy about what you're worth or what you want. Mm -hmm. um, the worst thing that can happen is to interview a candidate for weeks and then find out that there's a mismatch somewhere. So um, if, 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 if you do get asked, definitely be upfront with what you want. I wouldn't play games with it. Okay. And um, so do you have any tips on like ending an interview? Like what do you do at the end? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would always be looking to, if this is assuming I wanted the job, mm. um, trying to advance it to another stage. Not necessarily trying to get the job offer, but you know, what do we need to do next? Um, is there going to be another interview? Is there anyone else on the team that I can meet? Um, would it be possible for me to come back and meet some of the people that I would be working with on a day-to-day -day basis? Could I come in and shadow um, and see how the team operates so I can get a real natural feel for how this team flows? Those are some things I would advise. Okay, that sounds good. And so one thing that I have a problem with with interviews is I get interviewed and I never hear back okay. at all in any capacity. <laughs> that's that's a horrible feeling and uh, sometimes we can get in our head a little bit with that and start to imagine the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes that's just going to happen as an unfortunate byproduct of people not being you know, professional and following mm -hmm. up. But I would one of the ways I would end an interview is asking, you know, when can I expect feedback? Um, would it be appropriate for me to follow up um, by X amount of time? And usually try to let them set that parameter okay. um, independently of what they say. Um, I'm kind of old school in this regard. I, I would at the minimum do an email thanking them for their time. But if you want to do a handwritten thank you note, that goes a long way. Okay. Um, so you would do the email like maybe the same day or do you wait at all? Um, I would do it the same day personally um and then you know after that i'd maybe follow up one more time uh, a week or so later and then if it doesn't happen after that typically any more follow-up would actually probably be adverse okay yeah yeah um but outside of that um some other things that i've found helpful um is this is going to seem kind of silly, but um, let's say it's a phone interview. Mm. Stand up instead of sitting down. Your voice mm. will come out uh, better. You'll seem more engaged. You'll have more energy. Um, there's just something uh, you can just, I can always tell when I'm talking to someone on the phone really? interviewing if they're standing up or sitting down. Um, another thing that I would recommend too is in the age of COVID, you're going to have more uh, video interviews. Mm -hmm. So, um, make sure you let whether it's WhatsApp or whether it's Skype or whether it's Teams log on early because mm -hmm. I would say in one out of every four of them there's some type of technical glitch and if you're logging in right a minute before the interview time um, it could just set the interview in a you know a path of negative momentum where if you catch on 15 minutes before the interview that something's going wrong you can alert them of that and right. it just saves the perception that you're running late or that something's going wrong that's a great tip that helps you know um in the english as a foreign language industry lots mm -hmm. of skype interviews and video interviews like that and i've heard from bosses before that um there are lots of people who don't wear pants or wear pajamas <laughs> or <laughs> do silly things like that and so I thought that, you know, that was just a crazy oh, that's, thing. But. That, that happens. Um, and little things, too, you should really, um, you should definitely practice how you'll look on the interview because you may think they're just, you're just being looked at, but then they can see the poster on your wall 
um, or maybe something that um, you wouldn't necessarily want to broadcast out to your future employer. <laughs> so um, always good to spend a little time prepping because um, you wouldn't believe the stories so (laughs) the stuff we've seen so okay do you have any like tips of like you know don't do this or something like that or common mistakes i guess maybe sure um let me think about that for a moment no matter how bad your last boss was or any former boss never insult them Mm. it never comes off correct um, even if the person deserves the insulting, even if they were not necessarily a good person or a moral person, um, as an interviewer, um, and it's an unfortunate bias, but it's a realistic bias, I'll always hear, okay, this is a difficult employee. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an employee that is going to um, not take direction well, and, um, and it's probably somebody that um, I wouldn't want to hire. So again, that's there, there's a way to do it, um, mm-hmm. and... You just if, if you're not necessarily sure how to say it in a very articulate way, I would just find another reason to say why you didn't like the job. You know, you can and you could say, you know, it was it was a bad culture fit for me. There was some ethical practices I didn't agree with, or while I learned a lot from the past company, there were just some things that didn't align with my values. So that's why I'm looking. I would always keep it in that term rather mm-hmm. than directly insulting a, another person, right? Because it will always ultimately look like it was you. Mm-hmm. Um, Another piece of advice I would give is, um, and this this goes against um, common sense. Um, and a lot of old school logic is, you should never stay at a job. You should never switch jobs more than every sex amount of years because you'll look like a job hopper. Mm. Um, in this economy, especially in the tech space and especially in more emerging technologies, um, there's almost more of a bias for people that don't move enough. Really? So um, every job should be building for another job. You should always be learning new skills. Um, if you're at the same company for extended time, highlight how you've taken on more responsibility or cross departments or led more team members. So as much growth in your jobs as you can show from step to step to step goes a long way where um, a lot of times good, talented people won't take opportunities because they're worried about how it'll look mm. um, on their resume. Um, and that's the, the same thing goes too. if you're at a job that's, you know, killing your soul and you're not being productive at if it's... Um, don't necessarily always think you have to work at it for three years before you take the next job because um, really most good cutting edge companies are looking for how much you're growing and and how you can add immediate value. Um, And if a job's not helping you increase your skill set, it's not worth your time. Okay. Yeah. What about for those of us who don't really have maybe a clear cut progression or where we want to end up and so our resume looks a bit kind of all over the place yep is that a problem um really you have to you have to tell your story Mm. so any resume all a resume is is a piece of paper um that that lists where your jobs are everything else that you fill in and construct is the story you tell so i could look at the same resume but based on how the person tells their story you'll walk away from it saying, oh, okay. Or, wow, this person is clueless or this person doesn't have direction. So um, it's it's on the onus of the person interviewing to be able to present their story in a way that makes sense. So while it may look like you went from job to job to job or industry to industry to industry, um, find a way to weave it all together. Okay. Um, and and there's, there's a, everything's, every situation's different, but um, I would say that's the challenge of the person that's on the individual to figure out. Okay. Yeah. Um, another thing I forgot to mention earlier, um, 
pretty common, but we don't think to do it is um, a lot of companies still do reference checks. Some are moving away from it, but um, make sure you prepare your references. Make mm-hmm. sure you give them a heads up that you're interviewing. Um, you'd, I'd, you'd be amazed at how many people I, I call for reference checks. And they're like, oh, I haven't talked to that person in five years, <laughs> you know, or, um, or they have to like scratch your head and think about like, who, who again, like who is this person? So mm-hmm. um, giving them a heads up that you're interviewing goes a long way or okay. you could be expecting a call this week. And how often should you update your rest or your references? Um, personally, if it's someone you reported to, I think that's a much better reference than if it's a coworker or just someone that worked at your company. So, um, as long as it's somebody that you're, you know, you would, would speak favorably of you and, and that you reported to, I don't necessarily think you have to update them, but I would say your, your two most recent jobs at the minimum, anything further back is just extra. And that's, that's a, that's nice to have. Okay. Yeah. Any other tips or important information that you think people should know before going into an interview? Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if I had to really say one thing, um, it's, it's make yourself easy to hire. And that's where anything that you're in control of, whether it's making your resume easy to read, whether it's being able to clearly communicate um, what your career is, um, what you're looking for, um, how you can add immediate value, um, the research you do to a company uh, on the company, um, the research you've done on the people interviewing you, all of that is stuff that's going to differentiate yourself. So as much as you can do to control, do that. And then everything else, don't worry about, um, don't get in your head, don't overanalyze, just control what you can control and the rest will take care of itself. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you have any um, further resources for someone who might be interviewing in the future and they want to look a little more into the subject? Yeah, um, there's some, these are some old school books, but um, What Color Is Your Parachute? That's a really good one. Um, there's another one called What to Do With the Rest of Your Life. That's another good one I'd recommend. Um, I don't necessarily have like one book in, in particular to how to write a res- resume, but there's hundreds of them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it depends on your industry. If you're in a more traditional industry, you don't necessarily need to um, do too much outside of just you know good grammar and good punctuation. But um, if you're in the creative space or graphic design, um, there's some really good ways to showcase what you can do on there. Um, Another thing of where the industry is going and where all hiring is going is video. So video resumes are going to become a thing. Mm. Um, so be ready for that. Be able to tell your story in two to three minutes via video. Um, that's going to be a way you're going to start applying to jobs soon. Wow. If you're not already seeing that already. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Matt, for being here. Yeah, enjoyed it. Thanks, Tao. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Um, if you wanted to get in contact with me about anything, you can email me at teotamashiroharris at gmail.com. Look at the description to see how to spell it. See you next week.